listening to Pastor Terrence Richmond from LoveQuest International Church in Vancouver, BC. From yes to I do, if you want to catch up, go to the app and catch up. Um, but it's this idea, man, God is calling people to I do. He has enough yeses. There's enough saved people to get things done. But there's not enough I do's. Cain gave a yes. Abel gave a I do. Big difference. Abel gave his best offering, a sacrificial offering. He gave where it hurt. He gave his best. Jesus gave an I do offering. It's no greater love than a man lay down his life for a friend. When you lay down your life, then you say, I do. Right? And Jesus just didn't bless humanity with his presence. He blessed humanity with his life. I'm preaching to you, Sion. Beanie Man. You ever heard of Beanie Man? He's a reggae artist or a bass player. <laughs> I do. These are words of covenant, not engagement. Say covenant, covenant. not engagement. Not we did a wedding here last weekend or yeah, this past Monday, huh? Wow. Um, and and the, 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 the couple is not here. They're, they're off worshiping as they should. They better hurry up and come back. Amen. Um, but it was powerful because it was, it was a couple, no matter where they are in their walk in life, they're both on the same page in Jesus. So the presence that they were blessed with at their covenant ceremony, it was powerful because it was a triple cord threat with no doubt in between them. It was like, we going to serve the Lord all the days of our life. I'm with you. You with me. If it ain't Jesus in the middle, we ain't going to make it. I do our words of covenant, not of engagement. A covenant is a contract or agreement. Say contract or agreement. Between two or more what? Parties. Covenant is how God has chosen to communicate to us. Somebody tell Sion she's not doing creative today. She's doing worship. Tell her don't worry about the lights. There you go. Put, 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 put down that hat. Thank you. Come on back, Sion. I love you. Whoever you delegated should be on it. Where are you going? Y'all moving too much. Jesus' name. Sat them down. Y'all making me nervous. No, I'm just kidding. Covenant is how God has chosen to communicate to us, to redeem us, and to guarantee us eternal life in Jesus. To guarantee us life, eternal life in Jesus. This is God's language. This is very important that you understand God's language, Caleb, because when you're trying to talk to God, if you're focused on the temporary, you might miss God's message. God's mind is on eternity. God's mind is on generations. 
So a lot of people that have trouble hearing from God, it's because you're not thinking big. You're just focused on your lifespan. You're not focused on the people coming after you. All of God's purposes for your life has to do with not just now, but when you gone. Maybe you'll have greater conversations, in-depth conversations with God. If you understand that your conversations, he's going to be asking you to do stuff for people that you know, that you don't know, and people you will never see in your life. See, I, I can hear more clear to God than I ever could before because I was living a selfish life. Even save, selfish. But the day I said I do to God in 2007, my hearing opened because I laid my life down and now he could talk to me about you. If I was about me, I wouldn't be in Canada. My wife would be at her six-figure job. I would be working in a church somewhere. I would be having an itinerant job. I would be speaking. I would be doing music. I, we, would, we would be well on our way to having a cozy life with family and friends and everything we thought we wanted and was created for. But when you lay the cross down, this is why it's dangerous to not get in covenant or marriage or certain things until you say I do to Jesus. Because once you say I do, then your desires start changing. Oh, can I talk to somebody? Your taste buds begin to change. You, you don't know how sweet fruit is when all you eat is when you eat candy too. Fruit is sour when you just eat a bunch of sugar. But when you fasting from sugar and you really, really appreciate a grapefruit. Oh yeah. <laughs> you really appreciate an orange. You appreciate a banana. See, you don't know the sweetness of the Lord when you're getting your love fix in the world. <laughs> you just want candy. You want cake. The Lord's like, man, come get some of these grapefruits up off this tree. You're like, God, can I at least have cane sugar? What if I do raw sugar, brown sugar? No, he said, no, 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 no. Natural. What I've made for you and every sugar or every bit of sweetness that God has for you is, has nutrients. You can live off the sweetness of God. Jeremiah 31. But this is the covenant. Say covenant. Say I do. Which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them. And on their hearts will I write it. And I will be their God and they will be my people. You understand the word of God, the tablet was in the ark of the covenant. They were carrying the word around. We got the word over here. And then he said, no, there's going to be a people. You see why the Holy Spirit is so important? Because this is how, the, this is how you get covenant in your heart. The Holy Spirit brings the word to life inside of you. You don't have to see when you got the Holy Ghost, you didn't just get the spirit of God. You got the spirit of the word. You got the spirit of his power. You got the spirit of his mentality. That's why he said the fruit of the spirit. Cultivate them. That's his uh, attributes, the attributes of Jesus. Mm. 
I will put my law within them and on their hearts will I write it and I will be their God. You see this? God is after marriage. He's after covenant. For so long I went to church but left Jesus on the sideline. I was engaged to Jesus. I would go to the club and leave him outside in the car and ask him to get me home safe. He was my chauffeur to the club. Lord, get me here safe. Now I'd be like, wait right here. It'd be a couple hours. Like he was the driver in a robbery. And I'll be right back. And a lot of times Jesus is just a renter in our house, not the owner. He drives us around the world. And whenever we need him to get us out of trouble, we ask him to drive. No, the Lord says, these going to be my people. And I'm going to be their God. I'm going to be what they worship. I'm going to be their number one. I'm going to be their boo. I'm going to be their first. I'm going to be their going up and they going down. I'm going to be their rising. I'm, I'm going to be in everything. Everything. In all their ways, I want them to acknowledge me. Because I'm their God. I'm the one that keeps them. I've never forsaken them when people have forsaken them. I'm they, I'm they it. They're my people. And they will no more teach each man his neighbor and each man his brother saying, know the Lord. For they will all know me, recognize, understand, and be acquainted with me from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. Can you get a little water ready? I'm a little, a little toothpaste on the back of my throat. Got my uh, dry for I will forgive their iniquity and I will seriously remember their sin no more. He says, serious, for real, for real though. I will not, I can't remember their wrong. I'm too holy to remember their wrong. I had to remember it because every year they had to bring it to me. I don't know about you, but he washed all of my sins away. You ain't worth it. You ain't worth me trying to please or lose sleep over because you don't like somebody or because you... No, 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 no. Ain't nobody. Family, my mama, I tell my wife, my kids, I love my wife. Agape. But if I don't have a covenant with Jesus, I will for surely quickly break a covenant with my wife. See, the issue ain't... In divorce, the issue is not each other. The issue is our posture with Jesus. See, because understand this, if he put his laws, if he puts his ways, if I adopt his characteristics, I am not just looking at my wife as my wife. I see my wife as his daughter. And you, you, gonna, you, you, you got it twisted if you don't think that if I become a willing vessel, God will give me his heart towards her. Because my heart towards her would be perverted. <laughs> Say covenant. How many people have held grudges against you? I mean, you know it all the time. Grudges or... When they get mad or insecure, they bring up your faults. Remember that last time? Well, why you said that? 
You know, people ever use stuff against you? See, agape never has to use anything against anybody. Right? He says, I have, I don't even have the, this is covenant. Jesus put a ring on it. See, lady, don't wait for nobody to put no ring on it. You got one on. You got, you got one. Go on, get you. Don't be afraid when you go out, even if you still go to the club. Wear that ring, and then the, then the man going to say, you married? Yeah. To who? Jesus? He going to think you crazy. He going to think you crazy and say, I am for Jesus. If you want to marry me, you got to ask my husband. You got to ask. You got to ask my boo. You got to ask. My, you got you got to ask. I'm taken. What, what is a marriage? Anybody remember when uh, Bethel's dad and mom walked down here and paused right here? What did I ask them? Who gives this woman away? Ladies, you don't give yourself away. Your daddy do. That's why we started off the series in Ephesians 5 where he says the great mystery between marriage and the relationship between Jesus and his church. Let me tell you something. There's no greater marriage and there's no greater example of marriage than Jesus and his church, his bride. So the way he does it is how we should do it. The example is who gives this woman away? Her covering does. And then she goes from one covering to another covering. She goes from one covenant because that mom and dad agreed to take care of that child. That mom and dad is in a parental covenant. Then guess what? Give it away to another covenant. And now this person, this man is not looking at this woman just as a sex toy, a chef, a maid. This man also has to see his wife as a daughter figure. Because <laughs> not only am I being a father figure on behalf of the father, I'm also being a, 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 a father figure for her biological father. And even more so if she didn't have a good biological father experience. You better know what you're signing up for. You ain't, you ain't signing up just for the nudie crunch. You ain't just signing up for an apron and some good enchiladas. You're not just signing up for a, a, someone to bury your kids. You're actually signing up to continue the work that God's planned before she was formed in her biological mama's womb. You are taking, you are taking the baton from dad and saying, I got it from here. I'll take her to the finish line. That little player, player pinky going over here. He put a ring on it. Ephesians 1 says, in him, you also who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, gospel of your salvation. You guys keep reading. You were stamped and sealed. See, I got a tattoo, a couple tattoos. 
got a couple tattoos. I'm stamped. Yep. I need to tell my wife, whenever I go to my grave, if I, I want a casket, it, it could be an open casket, but no open shirts. No. Because <laughs> I'm stamped. Like grade A meat, I'm stamped. I'm, yep, it's on me. Right? This goes with me. And when you've believed and received Jesus Christ, this is why you can't pray from a fetal position. This is why you can't pray this false humility prayer. This is why you have to pray the word because the word of God is the only thing that can contend in the spirit realm. He gave you his word. He gave you his blood. He gave you his spirit. He gave you his mind. And so I have to pray the word because whether you like it or not, the day you received Jesus, you became a person living in this world but not of this world. The enemy is not waging war against who your talent is or who you think you are. The enemy is waging war based on who God says you are. And if you don't know who you are, you in trouble. That's why he loves to keep you ignorant. You ever watch the movie Book of Eli? Great picture of end times. Eli was blind. Denzel Washington was blind. He had the only Bible left in the world. And it was Braille. And that Bible protected him. But the man, the evil guy who played, the guy who played the evil man, he had his little homies going out trying to find this Bible. But he told them, don't read it. As they could, right? They couldn't because they were, they, it was in Braille. But the power was in keeping the word from them. As long as they didn't have the word, he had control over them. <laughs> Here's a blind man with the word. Walking by faith and not by sight. He is given to us like an engagement ring. He put a ring on it. Holy Spirit is given to you like an engagement ring. He is the promise. He keeps me hopeful. He keeps me going. When I don't feel good, when the enemy comes in like a flood, when, it, when, when, my challenge, when I have challenges surrounding me, when people walk out on me, when my body don't feel strong or feel good, if I have to wait longer than I expected for the promise to come, guess what I got? I got that ring. The promise is with me. Till death do us part. Say that. Till death do us part. See, isn't that a part of a vow? Isn't that a part of a, part of a vow? Till death do us part. We hear that all the time. Some people have been married six times and said it every time. <laughs> no, to you, till death for real, for real, till death do us part. <laughs> Second Timothy. Constantly keep in mind Jesus Christ the Messiah as risen from the dead. As the prophesied king. Descended from David according to the good news, the gospel that I preach. 
for that gospel. Say that gospel. See, it's a lot of gospels out there. But the one that causes man to triumph is not just the one that stays at the cross. But the cross is for the unsaved. The resurrected life is for the believer. We always carry our cross representing the dead man, the old man. But if resurrection power is not something that's real to us, man, you're going to always walk in defeat. He said, yes, Lord. Bam, I do. For that gospel, I am suffering affliction. And that's what the enemy don't want you to do is walk in victory. He wants you to stay down. <laughs> he wants you to just be Christian, not son. He wants you to just have a knowledge of God or he wants you to have a, uh, what does uh, Timothy say? That you have a form of godliness, but you deny the real power of God. Get your weekly repetition in. For that gospel, I am suffering affliction and even wearing chains like a criminal. What? You see it. You see it. This is, this is, this is covenant. I will put my word in their hearts. See, whatever goes on around here should not be able to get to what's in here. And that's what the enemy is after. He's not after your house. He's not after your car. He's not after your equipment. He's not after none of that. He's after that joy. He's after that peace. He's after that patience. He's after that kindness. He's after that love. He's after that long suffering. He's after all of that. See, we'd spend more time putting insurance on stuff that we ain't going to be able to take anyway. But you don't put no insurance on your peace. You'll let that get stolen all the time. Here you go. Take it. But we'll protect that. Again. At a basketball game. Right after, what is that thing called? We did two chapels. Powerful chapel. Kids worshiping. Heavenly transactions happening. Kids will never be the same. Within less than five hours. My wife's outside in the parking lot. She said, hey, babe, what, where you at? What are you doing? They broke in your car. So anybody been here two weeks ago, laptop was stolen and the other lapel was stolen. Right? Talking about over $5,000 worth of stuff right out the church house. Now, I, I began to look at the pattern and what's being under attack. The stuff, the lapel is not what's under attack. The lapel don't have a soul. The enemy ain't after the lapel. He's not after your car. Your car has no life in it without you driving it. He's after the driver, not the engine. <laughs> and what you got to understand is, is, is that you got to begin when attack comes, you got to open your eyes and what is going on? What's, what's really happening? Why is this happening? See, because the enemy, because he's, he's, he's not all-knowing, but what he's trying to do, he's trying to poke to bleed information. He's trying to poke at you to bleed information, to see if you've grown, to see if the word really sticks. <laughs> and so we came in here after the laptop was stole, after the lapel was stole, and guess what happened? We prayed for the thief. We called him into the kingdom of God. Then you heard Effie's testimony the next week. 
But what was stolen is Effie's laptop went from Effie's laptop to being a laptop that recorded all the word, all of working with her pastor, all these notes. What was, what was stolen was all of her journals of all this life and new these notes that have transformed her life and all of that was stolen. Then what was stolen? My lapel, the thing that amplifies the word, the thing that praise goes through. The word was under attack. So this time, then we go to the chapel and after the chapel we're trying to record some things so we can create a public speaking package for schools and things of that nature and so we sit there and we record some powerful interview content we go and I'm like well my backpack at home because my daughter's using my laptop so they didn't get that and there was one bag in the car with a very, very expensive camera. And on that camera was content that was about to hit the airwaves. The word of God, the testimony from and bring hope. The devil didn't want to know that people could worship inside of school. The devil didn't want to hear hope. He didn't want to hear testimony. And I can't blame that on the devil. Breaking, up, breaking in into in, in somebody's car and stealing. That's for sure the work of the enemy because he has to persuade. Just like we break in, like when you came around me, I broke into your life. But the Lord instigated that. The enemy instigated whoever the thief was. Now we have a choice to complain and put emphasis on the value of the thing, which is, is it's pricey. But we sow it a seed because quite frankly, this church needs way more than one camera. We need way more than one laptop. We need way more than one, one, one or two lapels because we're a church of art. And so we need all of our little, when we do plays, we need, we, so we just going to sow that as seed. But I begin to, begin to see, man, the enemy, man. He, he real upset because there's some covenant folks over here. And, and, and he's upset. And he's seeing lives, he's seeing interruptions happen. And if he can delay it, if he can discourage it, if he can uh, 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 kind of hold it back. But see, if our value was in the stuff, I'm like, no. We're going to sow it a seed. Yeah, that sucks. <clears throat> but that's okay. What is he really trying to do? He's trying to discourage He's trying to steal the word. But what he's saying right here is the word can't be changed. So you can take the camera, but where it came from is still loose. I can record it again if I wanted to. <laughs> See, and that's why it's important what you put in. And so we call in more cameras in. We, we calling it in. For that gospel, I am suffering for that gospel, the one that was at the chapel, 
the, the, the one that happened the, the, uh, at the, the ordination service, the anointing service, the, the, the radical worship and praise that we go through every single Sunday, the prayer calls, the 40-day fast, and about to add 10 more days on for the double down. The enemy is really upset to steal over $10,000 worth of stuff within two to three weeks. All specific. My wife's car was right next to it with two backpacks in it. Just like Effie's backpack was back here, surrounded by other backpacks. But she got this word in her backpack. Because she, people that don't know, she's a part of Scribble Ministry. And she's a person that transcribes for me. So all the notes from meetings, leadership meetings, things when we driving home. And I say, write this down taking notes from sermons, preparing to write books, all the fishermen notes we have, all of that stuff. And then in that car, a camera that's used have testimonies on it. Right, but why you didn't go in my wife's car and take the backpacks? Because the enemy knew it was nothing but some gym trunks in there and some science books that don't have really that much truth in it. He like, don't steal the lies. Keep them reading the lies. I need the truth out their car. But you can't steal the truth. <laughs> He's still playing jazz. Well, it's a moment to swell right there. He over there. Like he in, like he in uh, what's that, the bay. He, he doing Christmas time at the bay. boy <laughs> hey hey but where mark was a year and a half ago <laughs> yeah yeah where he was a year and a half ago <laughs> he's probably covering some r kelly songs now he's covering covering uh i don't know what he covering right now but it's got anointing all over it though that's my man you ain't going back on my clock brother you're gonna stay right there the word of god is not chained or imprisoned this is something you can't arrest i could arrest your tongue i could arrest your joy but man i got a battle in the way i battle therefore i am ready to pers persevere you see this this is this is covenant talk. Lord, till death do us part, I am going to my grave declaring your resurrection. Persevere and stand my ground with patience and endure everything for the sake of the elect. God's chosen so that they too may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. You see this? It's not, it's not about you. What are you willing to give up and what are you willing to suffer for? What are you willing to lay down for the sake of those that are coming at? That's how you live a long life. Jesus still living. Abraham still living. Martin Luther King still living. Billy Graham still living. Why? These are all people who did something that was greater and bigger than them. What are you involved in? It will be sad that you die with your death. 
I know right now I'm going to be living for a long, 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 long time. And I'm not just speaking in eternity in heaven. I'm going to live a long natural life. But whenever that time comes, all them seeds, the kids, the grandkids, the unborn, man, I'm telling you, you ain't living until you're living for somebody else. Covenant, say covenant. You say, with the reward of eternal glory. The saying is sure and worthy of confidence. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny and disown and reject him, he will always also deny and disown and reject us. Well, that's not fair. Well, it ain't fair for you to reject him. See, that's not covenant. Covenant that I just expect to be loved. No, he like it. If you don't want me, I still want you. But it's just by default. I'm not one of these little people in the world that's just desperate for your attention. If you reject me, you're rejecting yourself. I wasn't hurting Jesus in that sense when I was denying him. I was hurting myself. I wasn't hurting Jesus when I wasn't brooded in, a, in, a, in, a, in the church home he called me to. I was hurting myself. I was missing out. I was the one going in circles. And he was like, I'll be here. Prodigal son in the pig pen. Pops at the house. Still blessed. Guess what prodigal son do? He came to a census and came home. And that's what the Lord is calling you to. Come home. He remains true. Look, if we are faithless, do not believe and are untrue to him. He remains true faithful to his word and his righteous character what was his word till death do us part what was his word i will never leave you nor forsake you what was his heard word i will provide for you out of my riches and glory he will keep his word even if you're unfaithful but your unfaithfulness will walk over walk past walk under or walk nowhere near his faithfulness and we wouldn't have divorces like we have them if people stuck to their vows instead of being worried about somebody else breaking their vows. Keep your vows. He said, even when you're faithless, when you can't believe, I'm still faithful. I'll be here when you're ready. That's covenant. I'll be here when you're ready. I'm never going to turn my back on you, but I'm also not going to deal with your foolishness. Same thing with family and friends. I'm here for you. I've tried. I've sown seed. I love you. You know I do. You don't? That's okay. You'll know one day. Right? But what I promise you, I will never take back. And in this generation, we don't have that. If it don't go our way, what do we do? I'll try a different company. I'll try a different relationship. I'll try a different church. I'll try a different way to do things. No, find the church you're supposed to go to, not the closest one to your house. 
Not the one that waters it down for you. Not the one that allows you to still turn up and smoke and drink and still preach. But the one that will challenge you. The one that will cause you to grow and still stand with you even when you do fall. No, no, no. Saying not drink, not smoke, that's not judgmental. That's standards. Because the Bible in many places, let's not look in the Bible for the scriptures that permit us to do the things our flesh wants to do. Let's look in the scripture of the places where he challenged people not to do certain things and why. And I don't find anywhere that God has asked us to give up something on the other side of that wasn't a blessing for people. See, and that's what you got to come up off of. You're trying to hold on stuff for you. Like your little binky. You want to keep your little binky, your little sippy cup, and your little blanket. And the Lord said, I will comfort you more than a pacifier. I'll keep you warm more than your favorite blanket. I'll give you a drink that will never run dry. I'll give you a sippy cup, all right? <laughs> but this is the powerful part here. For he cannot deny himself. Now, you're like, what does this mean? <laughs> There's so many layers to this. It's because what he said, he meant. But let's take it to the praise. When we pray and release his word, we're releasing who? Him. He can't, that's why he inhabits the praises of, he can't deny himself. He that's what we're talking about, this word that can't be chained. I, don't, I, might, I might be in prison. I might be under persecution. I might be dealing with the last couple of drops of my poverty. But as long as I got this wealthy word in my mouth, the Lord is moving on my behalf. So all I need to focus on is getting enough strength to open my mouth and agree with God. Because he can't deny co-worker, promise keeper. That is who you are. And so as long as I speak his word, but what does the enemy want me to do? Talk about cameras and laptops. Talk about my feelings. Talk about how I feel. Talk about, mm, they better not talk crazy to me no more. He, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. Oh, I'm poor. I'm poor. I'm poor. Oh, nobody like me. Nobody like me. He wants you to talk all this carnal stuff that gets no results, has no life in it. John 6, 63, that the words of the flesh have no life. They profit you nothing. But the words I speak are what? Spirit and life. He gave you his blood. He gave you his spirit. He gave you his word. He gave you his mind. Come on. He gave you his name. Why would you want to use your little funky stuff? He gave you his joy. He's like, you thought you had joy before you met me, but take, try this, try this out. Take a little sample real quick. Let me know how you, how, how I go for it. He gave you his peace. You thought you had peace when you were smoking the ganja, but try this, try this out a little bit. <laughs> try this out a little bit. Terrence, try this out. 
I'll show you some THC. Boy, I'll show you some THC butter. I got brownies, lollipops, gummies, everything you need. <laughs> For he cannot deny himself. Put me in the fire and I'll come out gold. Put me in the fire and I'll come out gold. Just like a ring, just like a covenant. They, they, don't, they don't melt away under pressure or fire. They come out what? Gold. Put me in the fire, I'll come out gold. Put me on the waves, I'll walk. Put me in the fire, I'll come out gold. Put me in the waves, I'll what? Walk. Tell me I can't and I will. I'm talking, I'm talking. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm speaking, I'm speaking words that according to, no, I don't need to according to, but every last one of these statements, there's many scripture for it to back up. Right? I don't need to, thus thee thouest, thou sayest no. 2019, tell me I can and I will. <laughs> The enemy comes in like a flood, I'll raise up a standard. No weapon formed against you shall what? Prosper. Tell me I can't, and guess what? I will. <laughs> Tell me to be quiet, I'll shout louder. I'm not a martyr. I'm married. Blasphemy. Not at all. I'm married. And why did I say I'm not a martyr? I'm married because some people would be like, man, if somebody came up to me, told me, pronounce Jesus Christ, I, I wouldn't do it until it happened. Somebody pull a bomb to your head or a gun to your head and say, pronounce your Lord. Right now, you'd be like, I wouldn't do that. But under pressure, let me tell you this. If you can't lift your hands, if every day when it comes just the simple stuff, you can't deny your flesh. Trust me, if someone threatens to take your life and you like, no, I'm not going to do it. That's not my Lord. And then as soon as they leave, you're going, Father, forgive me. Please, Lord, forgive me. You know my heart. <laughs> But this idea of martyrism, this idea, it sounds very, it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a loyal thing. Don't get me wrong. But I also want you to understand in 2019, being in Northern America, you are in a covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't have to have your life threatened to be a martyr. You just have to be in covenant. To deny yourself. I am a martyr in the sense of I'm married to my wife and I have chosen to die to myself for the sake of Jesus Christ, on behalf of Jesus Christ, for my wife, for my children. So if I'm playing with words, forgive me, but don't forgive me. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be this thing where if you don't die for it in the sense of how some countries have to, because that's the nature of their culture. 
right? I don't know what it would be like if we couldn't worship God in public. If I needed to worship God, then we would probably do things according to the way those people do it. But man, can't you give up something? Is it really too hard to give up Netflix? Folks dying. But when you have the mindset of not just really a martyr, but a married person, you would do whatever it takes to see your family advance. And Jesus ain't asking people to get blown up. I'm sorry. He's not really asking you to do all that. If that's what happens, if that's what's required, God bless the martyr. I commend with all honor. But that's not our reality here. Our reality is a little bit real relaxed. It's a blessing and a curse. The blessing is, is we really actually get to choose. The curse is, is we got too much will. Some countries and continents have no choice. We got to worship God in this crazy, crazy place. Or we won't have no peace. I will lose my mind. They're oppressed. But man, we got 50 deodorants to choose from. Produce section is ridiculous. Almond milk, buttermilk, oat milk, coffee milk. All kind of lactose-free, all kinds of stuff and choices. Pulp orange juice, little bit of pulp, no pulp. <laughs> Light pulp, just all pulp. You seeds, you can buy everything. Beyond meat. Lettuce wrap beyond meat. Hold the cheese on it over easy scramble it scramble it hard just poke the egg one time jalapenos pepperoncinis red peppers yellow pepper green peppers purple peppers eggplants mushrooms truffle sweet potato fries bake them fry them double fry them buttermilk chicken we got vegetarian buffalo wings buffalo cauliflower vegan sausage brown rice quinoa tricolor quinoa black rice brown rice red rice we got liquor stores just for liquor we, we just got all kinds of will going on blessing curse one gigabyte plan five gigabyte plan forget it I'm rich plan iPad three cameras on one phone two cameras one camera no camera phone with three cameras and a camera 
You got people don't have not one choice. Rice. No shoes. Rain. Tin roof. 150 square feet. Six members in the family. What are we doing? Your life real hard? <laughs> you got people waiting for, for people from other countries to come and just drop them a bag of rice. You got people that have to get wells dug just to get a good drink of water. You got people drinking from dirty, poisonous water. You got people sleeping with killer snakes around them. What you doing? And that's why for you to be Northern America, in Northern America, and be a stingy giver, shame on you. That you would not partake in what God is doing to bring freedom to people's lives. And let me tell you something. Don't you dare go and give over to Africa and feel good because you adopt some child when you got people here on reservations that don't even got clean water. Somehow we feel good when we give to Africa. But we'll, we'll send something that's going to fly over the head of a reservation. They needed more over here. What? Oppressed. No running water right on your province. No clean water. Holes in the roof. We waiting on the government to take care of them? No, it's, it's partially the church that put them in the oppression. So not only the government, but the church plays a part in restoring that culture. I know, touchy topic. No, it's truth. So when you partner with the church, guess what you're doing? You're helping advance the gospel in your country. We go to Starbucks. Do we know what they're sponsoring? Yeah, buy your latte, but be, be very, be, just have a little knowledge of what you're helping, what agendas you're helping push when you go to Starbucks. I go to Starbucks. The only thing around, absolutely, I'm going to get me a coffee. I hear it. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. You, no, I get a Starbucks. Just like you watch Netflix. I watch Netflix too. It's no different than working, with, working in a studio or working with someone that's a sinner and a non-believer. Right? We, we are called to walk a side of culture, not abandon culture. But I'm for sure not going to give more to the other man's agenda and totally be stingy when it comes to God's. Absolutely not. That is one of the most twisted things you could allow the enemy to do. While the church sit there and suffer and the world advances and the world's adopting more kids than the church is. So we have children being raised by a secular system. I'm talking covenant right now. Because when you're in covenant, guess what? You don't just marry the person, you marry their family. <laughs> I'm not arrogant. I'm just free indeed. 
I just believe God for real though. <laughs> I just believe God for real though. Daniel 6. All the presidents of the kingdom, the deputies and the satraps, the counselors and the governors have consulted and agreed that the king should establish a royal statute and make a firm decree that whoever now, O king, establish, oops, did I skip something? I did. Whoever does not bow down, see you can't chain the word up, it might not be on here, but I got it up in here. Whoever does not bow down when they hear the music, She'll go in the fiery furnace. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Thank you for correcting me, Lord. That's next. We're actually in a passage where Daniel um, is in a place where, once again, the king is trying to get men to worship him. And he doesn't want him, no one, to pray to any other god. Watch Daniel. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be altered. So King Darius signed the writing and the decree. And what he signed, someone tricked him, had him sign a paper that said, anyone who is praying to another God shall be. And we heard about Daniel getting in that lion's den. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, when Daniel what? Talk to me. When Daniel what? Knew. When Daniel was aware that there was an attack out on him, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he got down up on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Some of you Christians need to come out the closet. You, 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 but let me be clear because I know the time and day we in. You are too silent to serve a king. The world don't even know you saved outside of your lips. Knowing that he would be persecuted for praying publicly, he went into his room, opened the windows and prayed not once. Not twice, but three times a day. You got three options and three opportunities to see me do something that I know you don't want me to do. Enemy don't want you to shout. He don't want you to worship. He don't want you to praise. He don't want you to be free. He don't want you to be rooted in a church home. He don't want you to sow. He doesn't want you to sow your time, your treasure, or your talent. He don't want you to. He wants you to be dry up believer. Then these men came thronging by agreement and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. They found him, locked him up. But even the lions had the lock, had their jaws like they couldn't touch him. Hungry lions couldn't touch him. Now you do know in a minute we're going to read about Daniel's boys. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. See, see, he rolling with faith, boys. Married, and this is what I declare, I am married through the fire. 
I'm married through the fire to my wife. I'm married to you through the fire. It don't matter how high it get, how low it get. I'm married to you. I'm committed to you. Before, on the other side of the border, me and God and my wife made a covenant for love quests. It don't matter what it feels like, what it looks like, or what it sounds like. I know what me and God talked about in 2008. And I know what he's been prophesying to me since a little boy. And I promise you, we got a word. I'll re- I'll, yeah, bring, get my phone out. You have to learn how to fight fire with fire. I used one of the things I did during my time is I went to the fire academy and all that cool stuff. And I interned at a fire department for a little while. And so I understand a little bit. You know, you forget. That's why sometimes, that's why when you are a part of public safety, you got to keep on renewing things. You can't go on a fire off of 10 years ago knowledge. <laughs> for sure, for sure, it's not going to be pretty. Here's a word that somebody gave me, gave us at the school few hours before our stuff was stolen in a school yes yeah, a Christian school but for those that don't know everybody that work or go to a Christian school ain't saved it's a school <laughs> you are groundbreakers there will be times when you hit the ground so many times seeing nothing and the Lord will say why didn't you strike the ground again strike the ground again Strike the ground again, strike the ground again. That's been a word in our house. We've went over that scripture several times, several times. The hard places he has called you to strike the ground again. Before I moved here, he had me going to hard places. Bella Bella, Clem 2, Dawson Creek, Williams Lake. Huh? Where? Where? You are the groundbreakers for the places no one wants to go. Oh, oh, we, we, we will not leave this city. We will not leave East Van until something breaks. <laughs> He's placed firebrands in your arms, weapons of warfare. It's a breaker's anointing. It's a breaker's anointing. You go to the places no one else wants to. You have not given up. You have a not giving up spirit, which is uncommon in this place and in our generation. Fighting for the promises that God has spoken. You've taken up promises that have skipped generations because no one wanted to take it up. I saw it almost like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you'll get the full promise. Why is this important? Because from six years, six years old, man of God, the pastor was speaking things like that over me. Ten years old. 15 years old and then I'll go somewhere go to a conference or something and man of God a woman of God to speak a word to me or someone would come up to me and speak a word to me and my pastor would speak a word 
over me. My wife would speak a word and wherever I go and speak, do music, periodically, these same words, breakers anointing. These same words going into hard places. These same words being spoken. And then just last week, another confirmation of encouragement to let me, my wife, and the team know you are right where you're supposed to be. Because what were we doing when we were praising with those kids? You know how kids are. Most people will just go through a song because it's kids. And I remember the first time I went to speak at the school, they were like, man, we just have trouble getting through to these kids. Good luck. But they'll be fine. And I was like, I love it. And I told them with confidence, that's okay. I love going to hard, I don't know, but I love going to hard places. I love dealing with hard heads. I love dealing with stubborn people. Absolutely I do because I understand the breakers anointing up on my life. If you stay around me, for sure you're going to break. I'm not going to. And what were we doing? We was, all I want is you. All I breaker drummer so so no you gotta let me finish so you have to play every time like you breaking something you have a breakers anointing up on you and from this day forward never get comfortable playing the drums you prophesy on those drums you don't get lazy on the drums you don't take it for granted but stuff is happening you are helping me and we are helping each other break through ground that no one has ever broken I will run, I will run, I will run, I 
close in just a second. See, Moses had a breaking anointing. Why? Why? Because the Lord was developing a breaker's anointing. Because the Lord was sending him to a man, he was hardening his heart. Now, God, if you're going to harden his heart, why are you going to send me? But he was developing a relentlessness. And a lot of people don't want that. They want it now. I'll try a couple times. But, but, but if you're going to be in influential cities and countries, and my question to you is, if the Lord has put you under a breaker's anointing, then what does that say about you? That, that, that's what you got to understand, God, why here? What are you saying about me here? What you want me to do is back down and let you be complacent and let you worship all just like, well, that's just not me. What you talking about? It ain't you. But then we put you in a different environment. You turned up. But I'm a son of God. I hope it ain't you. Old man died, right? So who you, how you was raised is totally different than how you being raised. You've been raised from the dead. Anybody raised from the dead should have a gratefulness and a shout of praise. You got to learn how to fight, fi fight fire with fire. What I mean by that, when there's like a forest fire, when there's a forest fire, one of the tactics is you will draw a dirt line, you will dig a dirt line. It's wild firefighter fires, it's a little different. And on the other side of that dirt, you will start an intentional fire. So that the fire that is burning wild would not pass that point. So where there's a wildfire, you give birth to a controlled fire. <laughs> See, I used to be a wildfire. And in some sense I am because I spread, you spread. And, but, but there's also a controlled fire. And you got to learn to fight fire with fire. Your fire is hotter than the enemy's fire. You see Daniel, you see Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were trained through fasting and praying through praying and getting disciplined. And it was a time where the master said, the king said, look, if you, whoever don't bow down when the sound go off, the sound of my culture go off, and you going into that fire. And these boys said, if our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden, the golden image which you have said we will not serve the laptop we will not serve the car we will not serve the house we will not serve anything that culture has to offer us above you <laughs> and so even if he don't deliver us out of the furnace even if he doesn't we okay 
sometimes God's best in a situation ain't deliverance. It's peace. Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and his facial expression was changed to antagonism against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, he commanded that the furnace should be heated seven times hotter than it was usually heated. See, anybody with a breaker's anointing gonna, gonna get that seven-time fire. See, you ain't normal. I know you're trying to be, but you ain't normal. You're not satisfied with just small group. You ain't satisfied with just going to church. There's something called upon you and you've come a part of something that has an advancement to it, that has an urgency to it, that has a speed to it. You've come up, you, you've joined something that, that you can't hide. It's a target on your back, sorry. <laughs> Therefore, he commanded that the furnace be hot seven more times. He was mad. I'm going to make them pay for, for being the interruption in their bloodline. I'm going to make them pay for saving souls. I'm going to make them pay for standing firm in the midst of adversity. And he commanded the strongest stronghold, the strongest men. That's, that, that's why it's taking you a little while to get out of some stuff. Because you haven't been just assigned a, 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 a kind of strong stronghold <laughs> you got some stuff that's strong you got some principalities that's been holding you back you got some real foul stuff that's been holding you back and the reason why if you're here tonight the reason why the enemy is causing hell is because he for sure feels his grips loosening he knows the day is up where he can use you to destroy others or he can use you to keep people lukewarm or he can confuse you to keep people confused and he say men the strongest men in his army to bind Shadrach Meshach who am I that you gonna get your best see I, I look you gotta look at the word crazy though like who am I that you gotta get the strongest security you need the strongest security for me I don't care if, you, if you're tiny and small, you need the strongest security for me. You feel me, Danny? Yeah, you, I don't care if you're short, I don't care if you're feeble, I don't care if you're a new believer, you gotta get the strongest security for me. I grew, I grew up in poverty, I grew up with no parents, I grew up adopted, but you gonna get the strongest security. I didn't graduate from high school, but you got the strongest security on me. cast them into the burning fiery furnace then these three men were bound in their cloaks their tunics undergarments their turbans man they was hot they got in the fiery furnace seven times stronger with beanies with toques on and their other clothing dang other clothing they couldn't even name it was just like all of this and some other stuff and they were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, 
and the furnace exceedingly hot. See, the enemy's attack against you is very urgent. He needs to silence you. He needs to get you off the front line. He needs to get you over here resting. He needs to get you over here chilling. He needs to get you lukewarm. He needs you to visit church, not be rooted in church. <laughs> he needs you on your own church schedule. He needs you unaccountable. He needs you uncovered. The flame and sparks from the fire killed those men. Oops, sorry, sorry. Because it was urgent, the flames and the sparks killed those men who handled, hey, hey, you, you see this, handled Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It, it killed the strongest man. It killed the people who set the plot out for you. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound, bound into the burning, fiery furnace. They, they what? <laughs> Surrender. Posture of praise. Posture. You can bind me, but you can't bind my praise. <laughs> right? You can put me down on the ground. But you all I did was worship all I did was praise all I did was bow down yes all I did was stay still And hallelujah So much better you way Hallelujah is not after the camera he's after your praise <laughs> and look what happened then bring it down then Nebuchadnezzar the king saw and was astounded and he jumped up and said to his counselors did we um not put three men in there wasn't it three men bound in the midst of the fire they answered, uh, true that, true that. He answered, behold, I see four men loose. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. Our men dead, but they not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like a son of the gods. See, can you worship in the midst of the fire? And the Bible goes on and say they came out not smelling like fire, nor did their clothes have any burns on them. And the men that bound them died in the fire. 
See, when you, wet, when you mess with me, you mess with my family and a cloud of witnesses. They thought they was just binding three men. And then Nebuchadnezzar, come out, come on, come out, come out, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the midst of the fire. And the satraps and the deputies and the governors, all the big shots, all the smart people, all the philosophers and all the professors and the kings, counselors, gathered around together and said, saw these men that the fire had no power upon their bodies. Nor was their hair or their head singed. The point was they had a whole lot of stuff that was supposed to catch on fire. But they fought fire with fire. Neither were their garments scorched or changed in color or condition, nor had even the smell of smoke clung to them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who believed in and trusted, who delivered those that believed in, who delivered those who trusted in, and, de and delivered those who relied on him. That's why I'm telling you, it don't matter if the closest people to you doubt God. You just stand right where you at, and God gonna call them over and be like, dang, I thought you would have quit by now. They gonna come with a stench from the world. They're going to come with some holes in them. But guess what the father going to be right there? Come home. And they set aside the king's command and yielded their bodies rather than serve or worship and God accept their own God. Ain't no compromise, man. This covenant, he died for you. Wake up. Your strength is in the furnace. Your promises is on the other side of that furnace. You're trying to get around the furnace to get to the promise, but you got to go through the Jordan. You got to go through the furnace. You got to go through the lion's den. Trust me, you keep singing these songs, they got to be a reality for you one day. You can't just sing them. The reason I'm singing with conviction, because they real. And I don't got to wait till if I ever be sick to know he's a healer. I accept it because I seen you get healed and I believe it, God. I don't need to experience the affliction. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, look, now he got Pharaoh, now he got the man on his side. Before I let any people, nation, and language that speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, wow, and their houses be made a dunghill. For there is no other God who can deliver in this way. And, and what, is, what, is, what is they deliverance for? You think it's about them? God is introducing himself to this man who thinks that he's the, the king. He's like, no, I'm the king of kings. There's no other God got to deliver them this way. Sorry for disrespecting your sons that way, Lord. Then the king promoted. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Christians getting promotions in Babylon system. That's why you don't need to compromise. <laughs> you have a standard to raise. You go from persecution 
to promotion. You will give birth to a healthy blessing. And write it down, Matthew 3.11, fight fire with fire. He said you would be baptized in fire in the Holy Ghost. Write it down. Say, my, fi my fire is hotter than yours. Your I do looses the grip of the barrenness. The flames of your I do surrounds you like a shield. The flames of your I do surrounds you like a shield. I'll close at Zechariah. The flames of your I do surrounds you like a shield. Surrounds you like a ring of fire, a ring, a covenant of fire. You can't touch someone that's in covenant. You can touch someone that's in between two covenants. You can't serve two gods. You can't serve mammon and the Lord. I think it's the next slide. Second, or Zachary, thank you. And behold, the angel who talked with me went forth in another. See this visitation thing. There was angels that visited Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You got squad. Just wait long enough for him to show up. He told Daniel, I'm so happy you kept praying because the first day you prayed, I heard you. But there was some contending. There was some people. There was some angelic forces trying to stop the blessing from coming. So you just keep praying. You just keep. That's why you keep striking. Because they heard you the first time you prayed. <laughs> Jesus needed strength in the Garden of Gethsemane. And guess who came to help him? The angels gave him strength and he could finish his task. And behold, the angel who talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him. Teamwork makes the promise work. And he said to the second angel, run, speak to this young man or this young woman, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited and dwell as villages without walls. We read this morning about the walls coming down. Because of the multitude of people and livestock in it. For I, the multitude of people, the harvest is coming. For I, says the Lord, will be to her, be to you, a wall of fire round about and I will be the glory in the midst of your life and as Elijah prayed to a servant I pray that your eyes can see that there is more for us than there are against us there is more on your side the favor of the Lord surrounds you like a shield. Favor is not just to bring you stuff. Favor protects you. You are marked by God. The blood of the Lord is up on the spiritual walls of your life, the spiritual doors of your life. He said, I am the door. And just lift your hands right where you are. And I dare you to just invite the Lord into your heart afresh 
I dare you to renew your vows. Before yes to I do is over, we will have a ceremony. <laughs> and there's going to be a Sunday where I ask everybody to write some vows. Those that want to say I do. If you was at the wedding, you heard Dawit's vows. <laughs> You'll have a chance in the next few weeks to write some vows between you and the Lord. Just right where you are, you say your own little prayer to the Lord. Some of you just feel prompted to ask the Lord to forgive you for staying away so long or being lukewarm or wavering. Some of you, the Lord tonight is saying, make your mind up. I don't know who you are, but make your mind up. Period. I'm here to declare you can't stay on the same level. I'm here to declare you cannot stay the same temperature. I'm here to declare that you will not experience the comfort you desire until you go higher in the things of God. This isn't about works. This isn't about you just serving in a ministry. This is about you having a relationship with the Lord that is biblical not your own little unique just me and him we know how we do it no 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 there's a family way of doing this thing and the Lord wants your heart he wants your tongue he wants your hands he wants your feet he wants your will that's what he desires but he will not force his will on you we're all out of time but we're never out of word tune in to the next message from Pastor Terrence Richmond and visit our website, lovequestchurch.com.